Hi, this is Peter Chris, and you're listening to Podkiss. All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best, you got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcasted. Hi, Gary. Hi, Peter. What an honor to have you on. How are you? Uh, oh, thank you, and uh, thanks for having me on. <laughs> Uh, you know, when I was preparing this show, um, I went through all kinds of corny intros in my head, and, and most of them were really cheesy stuff, you know, even about blah, 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 having nine lives, etc. <laughs> but I think everyone listening knows who you are, loves you, knows how important you are and how important this is. And so all we need to say is, Peter Chris is on the podcast, welcome, and you have an important message for listeners. Yes, I do. Uh, it's and again, thanks for having me because this is a this is a busy month for me, October, uh, and why is because uh, I, I I had breast cancer. They found with me oh like three years ago, <clears throat> and uh, it's still sometimes strange to talk about because it it still astonishes me that I had this, right? Uh, which because men don't get it, so they think and. Uh, I came home one day from the gym, and I checked myself out, and I, I've been wearing spandex a long time in my life. I, <laughs> I know my body very, very well, and I went, gee, that doesn't feel well. And I had a nodule in my breast, uh, my left side, my left pec, breast, whatever you want to call it. Right. Uh, in the Roman days, they actually called them tits, and it was okay. So I, I was looking at my history lately. And, uh, nice. But sure enough, it, I make a joke with it, but it was not. My wife had to be going to the doctor, and uh, her doctor, seen her doctor, and she said, you know, my husband's got this thing here. And she checked it out, and she said, well, look, if I was going to go anywhere, I'd send you to this doctor. I would send my own husband there. He's the best in, in the world. Right. From Cornell and this thing, Dr. Stuckler. And I said, okay, I'll go over there. And I was scared. Hell, going over to a cancer breast doctor, like, you got to be kidding me. Of course. And you're sitting in a room, it's very evasive because they're all women. The questions are evasive because they're all for women. And you're a man, and there's no man tougher than I am. Trust me, kid, because I came from Brooklyn. Right, <laughs> right. And I'll step up again, it's the biggest guy on the planet. But when it comes to something like this, you're, you're just nothing, and you realize it when, when it happens. And so they checked me out, and he said, cut to the chase, go, go get a biopsy, and in Jersey, out there we are, and uh, bring it back. We'll check it out, and we'll see what happens. And so I went and got one, and this this doctor misdiagnosed me and said I was fine. Uh, so, do you sue someone like that? Sure, you could, but I ain't that kind of man. I don't want to be in court five years. Right. With the same thing. I don't want to take this doctor's career away. I don't want to put myself. Through the stress of it all, after being stressed out with this thing, my wife and I talked about. It. Of course, my lawyer calls immediately. You right, know, right. Rock, rock lawyers do that, and I said, "No, look, I'm going to eventually write a book in my life. I'll put it in there and then get, get it off my chest." And send him and, a copy of it. <laughs> absolutely. And so, uh, and so anyway, he did the surgery. The, the, the doctor in New York, and he, and sure enough, a few weeks went by, not even maybe a. Three days or so, and he called me up and said, uh, "You're sitting or standing." And I, and those, anybody ever says that to you, it's pretty obvious this is going to be really a knockout phone call. Right. So I said, "Well, I guess I, I might as well sit down and, and give me the bad news first because I like it that way." And then if you got good news, please give it to me. But I got more better. I got great, great, great news, and, I, and of course I got the bad news. The bad news is you have cancer. And I 
I just, I'm telling you, pal, man, I've been through some close ones. You're right. The cat does have, the cat now is down to four lives. I've gone <laughs> to five. We, my wife and I laughed about it. We figured them out before <laughs> they went. And definitely five went. This was the fifth. Right. And I said, oh, my God. You know, I, he said, look, at relax, relax. You don't need chemo. You don't need medication. You're not going to have to go through hell. I'm going to have to go back in and do a whole thing on you and your lipnoids and remove uh, your nipple and this and that. And I'm going, what? And he's going, yeah, we have to get it all to make sure. And when I hung up, I just like, I can't believe this. I, I just don't, you know, men get heart attacks, big strokes. I expect to take a big heart attack playing my great drum solo someday. Or, <laughs> you know, you get prostate cancer. You always read, all these men are getting this sure. or something or other. And I don't smoke. So I don't, you know, my mother passed on from smoking. So I don't, I never have smoked. Right. So anyway, I, I, you don't think of any of this. And sure enough, uh, he, he operated and time went by and he called and said everything was great. Uh, and then my wife and I said, well, you know, and she was going through her own hell. Of course. And she, she said, you know, do you want to announce this, you know, before it gets out? Because we both know that the tabloids are imbeciles. Uh, I've had my trouble with them in the 80s when I was yes. sleeping in the toilets. And I yeah, right. And I won. And now I said, but so here we go. I'm not going to go around with that again, poor Patrick Swayze and poor uh, Farrah Fawcett. Uh, I said, so uh, I will announce it, but I'll do it on CNN. I'll do it on, you know, Good Morning America, Fox 5. I'll really do it, and I'll do it, and I'll say it, and I'll go on that trunk, and I'll just do, I'll be the guy who said it first, and then after that, it doesn't matter because I haven't said it. I'm wise to this. I'm becoming a great old wise guy to the game I've been in 50 years. Yeah, exactly. And sure enough, I did. And, everybody, and I was emailed up the kazoo. Wow, it really wonderful for my fans. But God, did they love me. I mean, just such like great mail. And uh, and I went out. And I did all I could do for it, you know, for it then. And then uh, I, I just now got my third checkup, and it was great. And they say usually five years you're out of the water, so three, I'm all, I'm, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. I feel really elated about that, and so it's all, it, it is October again, and I'm, I'm kind of doing my thing, and I'm trying to make guys aware that they could get breast cancer, and if you, if it's an early, if you early detection will save your life. It's kind of my message, and I, I'm trying to maybe put a little blue in the pink ribbon, right, <laughs> right, the cat man can do that, and maybe change some of the literature in the office so men don't feel evasive, you know, because you get these Mr. Men that work for construction companies, nothing against them, but, you know, they're all muscle and they, you know, they think that it'll go away tomorrow and they're, they're all tough and they're like action figures. Well, I got an action figure. Right. <laughs> it didn't mean nothing. And I am a Superman in my comic books and I, I was just a mere man here with a really bad problem like everybody else on the planet. Well, well, I got to tell you, this is maybe the corny piece here, you know, is for me, yeah, you've always been a superhero as I've been growing up and and always were. And, you know, for me, this is this is the great super strength right here is is hearing you talk about this. You know, you said that. Thank you so much. No, I mean, I mean it. And and, I mean, I I grew up in the Bronx, so I I know about guys from Brooklyn. You don't mess around with guys from Brooklyn. But but, you know, this is so up in the Bronx, you know, so (laughs) what's that? Ace really grew up in the Bronx. Yeah, yeah, he was he right near where I grew up. Um, in a tough neighborhood. <laughs> in the, yeah, not an easy place, but you know, I mean, it's no. people hear this, and I mean, you know that the a lot of people who are going to listen to this are guys, and I think some of them do fancy themselves tough guys. And you know, what can we do just to be cautious? What can we do as far as prevention? 
you know, it's fun. I, I, I work out every day. I, I still, you know, age to me. My mom used to say, it's not the age, it's the stage. I love right. it for that. And so I'm at the gym anyway every day because I like to stay in shape. I like to play. I've got a bunch of tunes I've done. I need to eventually, I got a studio in my home. I'm really blessed. So it's kind of do it when I want to do it. There's no right. really weight on me anymore. I'm sort of semi-retired. And, and so life's good now. And I'm trying to, I said to my wife, I've got, so many accolades that I've been so blessed to be famous and play the garden and make my parents proud of me and be the good little Catholic kid I am. <laughs> and really, I'm a grandfather of a three-year-old. My daughter gave me a, my daughter's my daughter's daughter is three, so I'm, I'm a grandfather, and I'm, I'm so blessed. And all I can say is for men, because I see them in the gym, they go up, they go, hey, Peter, God, are you okay? I go, I'm great. Uh, and they go, Jesus, that's a shame. And then I tell them my story of, whoa, and I could see, dude, that it goes right over their head. It's like, yeah, okay, well, that happened to you. And I think, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know, ignorance. I hate that word, but it's true. Man, if you find, if men, any guy, my fans, all of you out there, any man, you find any strange lumps <laughs> that don't belong <laughs> on you, I mean, you got to immediately, as far as I'm concerned, tell your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, I don't care what, who's ever closest to you, and go and make an appointment and get a checkup. Right. Because it, it could mean the, the difference of living or having a really hor horrible death. This disease will kill you. Uh, as quick as you blink, it'll take your life away in a horrible way. And I just sort of feel like, you know, like, again, I, I don't want any more gold records. I got plenty of those. I, if I could make one guy pay attention to me and go, you know, Peter Chris, pretty tough guy, man, to <laughs> say that, man. you know, I got this kind of lump on my arm. I, man, when I'm upstairs looking down, it would make me feel really great. Right. I ain't trying to be a hero. I'm just trying to make guys like you and me live a little longer. Yeah, you know, we had on the show a, a few weeks back a guy named John Humphrey, who's a drummer from a band called Seether, and he was just singing your praises and talking about how, you know, he wouldn't be who he is if, if you weren't who you are. And I mean, that's exactly what I'm hoping um, comes out of this, uh, you know, the publicity you're doing. And of course, the, um, you know, thank you so much for being on our show, is uh, that people will, will see you as an influence for health. Um, well, my wife, Gigi, says that all the time to me. She goes, honey, you know, you don't read you know, your, my site. I go on and off it. But she's really, thank God for her. She's so on it. And she goes, you get the most endearing letters of drummers, even guitar players. Right. <laughs> well, singers go, man, dude, I'm playing because of you, or I picked up my instrument because of you, and I saw you playing, you made me want to play, and now I'm a player. And and so I, I, I guess, you know, she goes, you don't know how many people you affect. Honey. I mean, they love you because you're one of the members that are seldom really seen, and when you are, you're doing something pretty cool yeah and and you you know you are alone of it yet you're you're really an important asset to the to the group you are and i think when you do something your fans especially and they do my fans really look at me as when peter says it it's true right it, peter, peter don't bullshit I, I love my reputation with them that i had that kind of makes me feel good as a street guy that i kept my dignity always in my honor about not bullshitting people or being evil about monies and things behind people's backs. I ain't that kind of guy. I, I'm just I'm a I'm a guy from the street saying I really had a bad disease and I I'm, I'm, I beat it and I would hate the God to see 
some other guy or someone who even knows me get it. I mean, just check yourself out. If you feel anything, go immediately to your doctor. Don't be embarrassed. Right. This this may seem like kind of an offbeat question, but since music is a big part of what we do on this show, was there music that you listened to when all of this was going on at the you know at the at the at the worst of it, the scariest part of it, music that got you through it? You know something, I was in such a dark place. I think I would have probably because now I'm listening to like early Bob Seger, who I love to death, Silver Bullet Band. I'm listening right. to this early uh, bad company stuff again and all this other stuff. But at the time, I I really found myself sinking into watching these. I'm a big movie guy, and I collect them, and so I was in my movie room a lot watching these, like, being there, and, you know, right. and Ken, and just uh, Ed Wood Jr., like, just these strange movies, but for some reason, I, I locked myself a lot in watching just visual things. Right. Try not to think, you know, I mean, try, it was my way, I guess, of trying to get around it. Sure. But just... it wasn't that dark, because I felt... Uh, the darkness is it's always when you get something this bad, you always think about it uh, forever. It's, right. it's just it's like a tattoo. It's gone forever. And so any time usually things happen with me, I immediately think, oh, shit, maybe it's cancer. And uh, and that's what happens with this disease. It, it really does, even if you beat it, it leaves you with a, a, a scar. Uh, and it's bad, and it's taken a lot out of me. It was a fight, but Catman likes a good fight. Uh, I'm still a, a street cat. I'm still an alley cat, so I still got a lot of fight in me. Nice. And I, I said, good evening for Michael Douglas. God bless him. I oh, God, yeah. Because uh, there's another fighter. And I just think, you know, now it seems celebrities, we're, we're all getting older. <laughs> I hate that word. And we're, but we are. And we're getting sick like normal people and getting diseases like people get. Only it's Michael Douglas and holy shit, it ain't like you or me or some just regular guy working, who knows. Right. But huge people get things, it makes big press. And that's why you're right, I'm trying that's why my wife said, honey, use your name and try to do some good with it instead of other things. I and mean, you use it in a positive, godly way. And I, I think that's the way to go. Right. Well, you know, you're really important to everyone listening. You're important to me, and, and we're so happy that you're alive and, and spreading this good message. Before I let you go, you want to tell us about this walk that you're doing? Because uh, if you're listening, we gave money. You do it too, everybody. you got to pledge to this thing. It's important. When is this happening, and what is it? See, now my wife knows this information. I should know this. Isn't this terrible? Uh, no, because I'm the same way with my wife. Well, you could get the information, all right? Yeah, I'll put it on the I web. Can get her if you want; she'll give it to you. Oh no, I'll put it. I'll put a link to it on our website and make sure everybody knows about it. And um, I know it's in two weeks, <laughs> and I know it's the first time ever. And I'm so, in a way, honored that the American Cancer Society wants to be on this thing. And this wonderful nurse, that Nurse Betty, we met at the uh, Jersey Shore Hospital. We're on her team, kind of. And, and Jesus, we've raised a bunch. I couldn't believe all these people calling me and kind of giving money towards this and all. And the, the people that want to walk and like, can we walk with you, Peter? I'm like, sure, man. Uh, you know, but it ain't going to be an autographed three, three mile walk. It'll be, a, you know, a cool walk. But <laughs> uh, I'm excited because it, it seems when I get out, everyone kind of gets out. And uh, my, Bill, the, the late Bill Coyne, my manager passed on a long ago, he used to say, Peter, you've got to get out more because people really love seeing you. And so uh, this might be a good thing. 
Well, you know, that, that, that brings up another thing, which is I know there's a time and place for everything, and you've got a lot going on in, in the future, and we're happy that you're here. So the door is wide open any time that you want to use us as a resource. I know we got people li- listening all around the world who listen to the show and love you and oh, thank you. want what's yeah, best, thank you. you want you to be in good health and, and make music or movies or whatever you like, TV shows, and uh, we are at your disposal. You come on here any time and plug what you're doing. We're, we're so happy that you're, that you're a part of our lives. No problem. On behalf of everyone here at Podkiss, we would like to thank Peter Chris for being on tonight's show, and a special thank you goes out to Gigi Chris for helping put this together. And now, without further ado, here is a rare recording from 1977.
that's our show. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podkist.com. If uh, you have any suggestions, comments, or just want to talk to us, drop us a line at podkist at gmail.com. Be sure to check out James's other site, which is called zombiefaq.com. For all you white zombie fans, it's the place to be. A big thanks to Julian and all of our friends over at kissfaq.com. Big thanks to all of our pals at mykisslife.net. Keith LaRue and all the staff over at kissonline.com. They do a great job representing the hottest band in the land. If you have a Kiss-related website and want us to uh, mention it in the show notes or uh, possibly talk about it on the air, just let us know and we'll see what we can do about that. As James mentioned, be sure to check out Kiss Online for links to all the individual band members' websites. And as always, a big thanks to Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Ace Fraley, Peter Crisp, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memories of the late, great Eric Carr, and the late, great Mark St. John. You are Kiss, and we are your army. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night.